Good greetings everyone listening. This is Girl of Ascend and we are running a storytelling series wherein we highlight the stories of women who have done remarkable jobs in various fields. Our objective is to not only recognize the very crucial role that women play in our society but also to acknowledge the fact that their journey was not unchallenged. I am Linovi, your host, and we have a very special guest with us this evening. She is Arushi Kalsi, the founder of Overdrive Shoes, which is one of the leading manufacturers of shoes and allied products in India. Well, I hope you're doing great and yeah, we can start off with our interview. First of all, I would like to express our gratitude towards you for agreeing to be a part of this storytelling series that we have organized for women to hear the stories and and convey them, you know, who have done incredible jobs in their respective fields. So to begin with, um tell us a bit about yourself and how you started off your your journey in this industry. Okay. So I never planned to join this field it actually was a destiny play so my background was uh, I used to play uh, lawn tennis I played uh, yeah I was playing that game professionally and I hurt my back so I could not take it further and I had a ranking like a world ranking 2 and wow. uh, and then uh, this is during my second year of university i myself graduated from delhi uh, university north campus uh, right 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 mm-hmm. yes so i um, that was then when i had come home for my uh, preparation breaks because our papers were just starting like in a week and uh, that point of time my uh, so my family business comes from uh, footwear manufacturing yeah and uh, my my um factory had a very massive fire the whole building came down to ground zero okay. and that same day uh, my grandfather who was very fit healthy he passed away he was no more and that just happened dramatically within the gap of like two hours to say Mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a complete shock to the family and i was very clear very determined to support my family at that point of time and uh, within 6 months my factory had gone through one more fire which was massive and uh, yeah we just felt like oh god like we been very targeted but i of course uh, think differently now mm-hmm. and i was very clear to support my family Then my father said that uh, if you want to really pursue this field, you should go to Germany and learn it from the best university for footwear. So there is this university called the Schuhpackschule, uh, where uh, these agents like uh, Adi Dasler and Ralph Dasler, the man behind uh, uh, Adi Das and Puma, they, they graduate there. So my father told me very clearly that you know uh, go for the best, but the hitch was that my masters were in German, so I had to first learn German, and I had to learn the whole uh, technical scientific part uh, because my background was not like a science background. So my hard work was double the hard work, and my class so footwear is a, a very male dominating field. 
you can see it from your classroom so my class had like 21 boys and one i so oh, wow <laughs> that was my class strength and i was uh, the only foreigner there uh, there were just germans and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so my growth started from there i worked there studied there graduated thankfully my uh, german thesis in uh, footwear manufacturing and uh, leather testing and i um, uh, worked in this very good factory called peter kaiser they make beautiful heels which was very happy you know it was nice time to make such beautiful uh, stilettos fancy mm-hmm. and then i uh, worked in, in this very good detailing firm called dyshman mm-hmm. and i uh, worked for three, three and a half years and then i wanted to come home and uh, join my father and uh, build my brand and uh, yeah that's how it started and things just started to fall in place okay that is really inspiring and so um do you feel because you are a woman you had any disadvantage in the industry and then uh, as compared to your male counterparts and if yes uh, how did you overcome uh, those challenges that you faced yes so uh for me my journey was a little tad bit fortunate because my mom was here before me mm-hmm. so thankfully they were you to seeing you know a, a lady working uh telling them what to do yeah was, uh, we are from up and you know and it is male dominating in the setup and mm-hmm. the mindset is a little different but uh, of course my challenge was when i returned i was 23 and uh, very young i came with a very foreign mind very german mind or black and white and we didn't know the shades of gray because we just spoke like you know like this is done this is done and it worked faster so uh, there were a lot of challenges my main challenge was to be taken seriously and to be heard because uh, i was very young and especially the fact that you are uh, telling people who are double or four times your mm-hmm. what understandable yeah it was uh, challenging yeah. and um, the key to of course there were a lot of failures and mostly it was trial and you know it was basically dealing with human behavior and what will work and what what will not work and uh, what i thought was working was when uh, you are focusing with result so my focus became to please my client so my focus was to please the buyer mm-hmm. to solve customer's problem so i did not go like the staircase you know view like you go step by step yeah, like yeah. you know like how to try to in people that way my uh, journey was backward you know like mm-hmm. because the because we were targeting the client we are working for the client so when you're pleasing the client automatically people surrounding you will respect you so it was not the cliche stereotype journey of gaining respect like that it was mostly for backwards okay yeah so, uh, interesting and my biggest plus point was knowing the language so uh, that gave me a heads up to talk to the german client and you know to mm-hmm. uh, have that comfort zone with them to share their problems and to literally solve their problem that 
what is it that they were facing challenges in so when that started to happen you know uh, automatically people surrounding me started to respect me and take me seriously yeah. okay wow so um all along this journey uh, did you have somebody who you had as a constant role model uh, and then how did he or she impact you so i have been very fortunate my constant role model has been my mother like she is a phenomenal yes, woman yes. <laughs> and uh, i think from the very beginning the very fact that she hasn't defined herself that you know that she's a particular type you know like she just says that you know there is just pure talent that should be rewarded so mm-hmm. gender has nothing to do with the work you bring to the table you know of course <laughs> second thing that you know what what uh, what uh, for me to really take back from her was that you know how she constantly strives how she constantly you know uh, it morphoses herself to different roles different types you know she just does not call herself like the stereotype you know I'm a, a boss lady business woman no like she gives the best when she's here when she's back home she becomes the best mother you know when we are traveling she's the best uh, friend uh, and she's the best sportsman like she restarted her sports uh, when i was back in school and she herself was like a state champion and incredible yeah, so yeah. this whole this whole uh, when see to constantly challenge yourself that mm-hmm. is something which has uh, which has really motivated me and I really hope to be like that bit like her <laughs> <laughs> you must have uh, done her a fair a fair game because i think we all need a mother like that and uh, the fact that you have achieved so much she must be very proud so um as a marketing executive what do you think the current pandemic has brought to the table and do you think it will uh, bring about changes which will build on the idea of feminism and equality mm, yes so a so, lot of things have changed um lot of uh, the customer thinking has changed the behavior has changed right. you know there, there are a lot of type of customers you know there will be some who will be saving up because uh, they want to save it for the any day then there will be some clientage who would be you know because they're so used to shopping you know so they are so there's there's this word called a pent up demand which is that you know like they are like really saving it saving it, but whenever they say oh, okay now you can start shopping they'll go crazy like they're waiting for a 50% discount and a 90% discount uh-huh. because people want to buy stocks so yeah. i think uh, the the highlighting factor here that is to really recognize which uh, customer base you uh, you are trying to cater mm-hmm. you know so when you are trying to cater to somebody who is saving that means if he or she wants to spend they will spend for the best you know they will not spend for like useless things like and best like best just does not mean in quality but best for price you know so then they yeah. try to find like a balance that okay like uh, suppose they are not buying like a high luxury brand but they buy something like which will have like a good uh, shape good quality good durability but the price will not be you know uh, 
too harsh or, 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 or with your budget. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Your uh, then the second client is who wants to spend, so you know they'll be waiting for your appearance, your shop appearance. So, you know that is one thing which is like a normal who would like to spend. Yeah. Okay. So so dealing with this, so that clarity once you have, then you know how to cater to that. And uh, uh, I personally feel a bit bit wrong that uh, the pandemic has got the world closer. Course, in terms of business point of view, and this is just changing the whole customer human behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So just because we are used to it, 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 because change something which you know, which is something which you have to step from your comfort zone. So we're not used to it, so we are not liking it. But uh, I think when you see the flip side, uh, it's just made it more simpler, you know, because uh, you know you are not paying for this. Retailer side, you're not paying for the stores. You know, you're not paying that much uh, um, cash that you have to pay, right? But now things are just going to the yeah side. So that's better. It's cheaper. It's faster. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, yeah, there are a lot of things. Yes, yes. So to um, to our listeners who will be listening to this recorded um, audio. Would you like to give any advice to young women who wants to join in the industry? It's a good one. So I think uh, the best suggestion. I I don't think uh, it's my place to tell people what to do, but uh, it is a place to suggest that whatever you have promised your sixteen self, you know, when we're young, we're sixteen, seventeen. You know, we have these dreams of. You know, uh, being here, being there, becoming whatever. You know, please stick to it. Do not let the world damper uh, that dream. You know, so so please keep pressing forward, and uh, nobody should define you. You know, right. you should be the one who should be the scriptwriter for your life. So uh, that's very significant to hold your pen and write mm-hmm. your own destiny. <laughs> That's a wonderful advice. I think all of us can relate to that. And um it's been a pleasure talking to you. I've learned a lot <laughs> and I'm sure everyone listening to this audio will be inspired and uh the fact that you know you emerged out of something very uh most of the people will not be able to handle such situations but you came out of it and and how you know we can always use weaknesses to use it as our strength and you've undeniably proved that and so i thank you for that <laughs> and i hope and wish the best in all your future endeavors it was a pleasure talking to you it's a pleasure to meet you